Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Soro Hamidova. Soro is from Uzbekistan and currently a second-year student at the University of World Economy and Diplomacy, one of the most prestigious universities of Uzbekistan. She works as an English teacher and on an online platform as an English teacher for kids. Soro graduated school with honors and was rewarded with a golden medal. She tries to participate in international events such as volunteering. For example, she took part in the UNESCO World Conference and was a volunteer translator. Soro is really active in her university social life. She is a leader of her group and last year she had her research paper published in an international conference in New York. Currently, she is learning the Turkish language and she can speak Russian, English, and Tajik, which is her native. Her hobby is learning cultures and reading information about countries. She has never been outside Uzbekistan, but she is currently planning to have her master's degree abroad. Apart from this, she likes listening to national music of Asian countries and to learn their dance moves. Soro, how are you today? Thank you for greeting. I'm really good. Uh, feeling really good today. I'm lucky, honored, and privileged to have you here, Soro. And I'm very curious about you as a person. So I will begin with this nice first question. If your friends, the people who know you best, could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Um, that's a really interesting question, by the way, that I have never been asked before you. So my friends, uh, actually, I really like to spend my time with my friends, but unfortunately, I can't always do this because of some problems, because of some time management issues. However, I'm sure that my friends, uh, they love me, they respect me, because in kind of event, if we gather or in my university, with my university friends, when I speak with them. So they show the warm uh, kind of uh, emotions to me. If they're going to describe me, they will probably say that um, Sora is just a funny girl and she's a bookworm. Uh, she spends more time with her family. And uh, what can they say? Um, she works like battery. She, like, uh, she has no time to other things except her... Uh, real job and study. If they can mention my kind of um, bad traits, they say that um, I'm really hurry up in everything, uh, that I don't like 
to stop something and sometimes I make a wrong decisions. Um, they could mention it also. And what the, what else can I say about me is that maybe they will just mention our friendship. So I'm always ready to help them. And they say to me sometimes that they really appreciate this of my traits. That's all. I think they're going to like speak a lot about me. That is fantastic. I love the warmth in your voice when you spoke about your friends, your family, etc. And I would like to explore something because some people might think being a bookworm, spending time at home with family or constantly studying and progressing your education is so boring. You have no life. Can you share what is rich and interesting about that introvert experience and lifestyle? Oh, introvert lifestyle. You know, some people, they are really concentrated on their goals and they ignore everything except them. Um, being bookworm and being sometimes introvert is totally okay for me. That sometimes people should be an introvert to make up uh, her or his mind. And spending more time with family, I think this is uh, not only me do the same. This is kind of related to our uh, culture in Uzbekistan. This is what we value. This is our traditions. This is our life. And I think spending more time to your family, that could be like uh, motivate you to move uh, for like to move for your dreams, uh, to implement your plans. Because I think that uh, people's real power is their family. So their advices their uh, unconditional love, which helps you to overcome obstacles you are facing in your life. And I think this is, uh, as I mentioned before, it's totally normal uh, to spend more time with your uh, family, to concentrate on your education, study more, work on yourself, to research. It demands time. It doesn't come like uh, out of the cloud. You need to try, you need to move and practice a lot. This, that's why sometimes people need to be uh, overloaded with their tasks and avoid kinds of uh, friendship events or other kinds of events just to achieve their goals and implement their dreams. There is nothing wrong with that. Thank you. That's absolutely right. I love your perspective. And I'm curious, you spoke about this being somehow an influence of the culture in Uzbekistan on you and your personality. Can you tell me a bit more? What I mean is Uzbekistan is a mix of many cultures. How was your experience growing up there? Were you influenced in a melting pot of so many people from everywhere? Or are you mostly Tajik with the influence of your family? And therefore, it's maybe like the US or the UK where people are at home with their own culture and outside they interact with others? Or how would you describe the Uzbekistani culture to people who have never visited? To be honest, I have waited for this question before our podcast. Yes, as you said, Uzbekistan is a mixture of a lot of countries. So um, there are Tajiks, Kazakhs, Kyrgyz, Russian people, people from Ukraine here. So as you know, our history, so Uzbekistan was a part of former Soviet Union for many years. And before that, there were a lot of nationalities too. 
if you one day visit our uh, city Samarkand or any other cities of Uzbekistan, you can see that lots of nationalities live in the peace together, like the one family. So about my culture's uh, value, I can tell you one story about, uh, it's like uh, happened after the Second World War. So the family named uh, Shahmadov, they adopted 13 children who was a representative of the different nationalities. Despite of the poverty scarcity of that time, they adopted 13 uh, orphans who lost their family and treated them like their own children. This is shows the how Uzbek culture, how oh, I would say not Uzbek culture, this is the culture of Uzbekistan has the values, has appreciated the values. So this family is the source of motivation for me. This reminds me who am I? That reminds me where am I from? What I value? What is my values? What is my culture? So about uh, being Tajik in Uzbekistan, uh, lots of Tajiks know that we have a lot of uh, shared, um, but uh, we depend like to the different uh, language groups, to different uh, nationalities. So Uzbek nationality is kind of Turkic nationality and Tajik uh, Persian nationality. This, uh, that's why we have uh, difference in our language. We have like small differences in culture, but uh, like people who visited both Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, they say the same nation who speak in different languages. So we have lots of shared, as I have mentioned before. As you know, Uzbekistan have really good um, politics, really good international relationship with rest of countries, mostly with the uh, like neighboring countries. And that's why people here in Uzbekistan, they really uh, appreciate these relations. So like Kyrgyz, Tajiks, Kazakhs, they are live like the brothers or like the one family. They were together during the Second World War. They were together in some uh, kind of problems. So if you just walk around Uzbekistan, you see that uh, Russian girl speaking with Uzbek girl like a friend or as me. Uh, from my mother's side, I have Uzbek roots too. And I proudly say this is, that I am Uzbek too. In, at uh, home, we speak Tajik. So my Tajik is quite mixed with Uzbek and Russian. And I'm afraid that the like, Tajik speakers from Tajikistan, they cannot understand me very well. But uh, to be honest, I speak Uzbek better than Tajik. But anyway, Tajik is my native language and I work on it. This is uh, the thing what I appreciate. About your question, in at home and like in the streets, uh, wherever I go, I don't feel any difference and I don't feel that I'm different from Uzbek people. Just we are the same. The, our souls are connected and so our bonds are connected, our nationalities. Uh, you may spot some similarities in our musics. Uh, so I think the only difference is our language and that's all. Thank you. And I have, and I have so many questions and you mentioned the music and you are in love with many Asian styles of music as well as Central Asian, etc. What does music add to your life? What emotions does it give you? How does it enrich your introverted, focused, goal-setting lifestyle? Music. So when I started 
to reading kinds of information or books about other nationalities, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is their language and their uh, culture. They are, uh, what can I say? And like these things significant for them. So what makes different them from us? And I go on YouTube and uh, type kind of uh, dances. First, I've started uh, watching uh, Caucasian dances and they were really great. By moves, they can explain you how the um, like how the temperament of the nationality is. I'm so happy that there is a program called Cox Studio, which shares uh, uh, different nations, uh, music, dances, uh, mostly musics. Uh, they use uh, national music instruments, and I've started to compare them to ours to compare the way is they are singing to the way of Uzbek or Tajik people sing. I spotted some similarities and differences. I just, uh, it was kind of for enlarging the information and to raise your world horizon. So my views to the world has changed because of the music. Uh, personally, I can't sing and like I don't have a voice. I can't play any instruments like musical instruments. But anyway, uh, music has no language as most of people say. If you even don't understand what are they singing, they sometimes to carry a message for you, which can help you to understand them. For example, I really love Uzbek national musics. Um, they are called a maqam. So maqam is, uh, if you know that uh, like Uzbekistan is famous for its poets, and they just took uh, ghazal. It's ghazal is type of poetry, a poem. So they uh, turn the poem into the music and they call it maqam. So they need really high uh, vocal abilities to show that. And they use kind of national, our national instruments. And this is kind of masterpiece. And the same thing I saw in uh, like uh, Farsi, uh, Persian uh, nationality. They, I don't know what called they the maqam or not, but they turn the poem into the music. And I spot some differences, but that was uh, really cool to see that we have similarities. The first similarity comes. And when I listened to the Pashtun songs, Pashtun songs was really impressive for me. So they use the same drums as the Tajik uses. So to see the similarities and to see that a world is connected to each other, I don't know whether it feels to others, but that, was, that hit me different. And then I have like followed some channels on YouTube. And by the way, thank you for the like the team of the YouTube or like the team who works in internet for sharing this kind of things. And I'm really grateful to live in this kind of uh, technologically developed uh, uh, times to see and to listen to their music, to know their nationality, to know their culture better than it was used to do many years ago. So that's all, and I will try to learn one music, uh, to play one music instrument, of course. My dad plays on guitar, and maybe uh, when I will have more time, I will practice it. And I sing sometimes, but I don't have a really good voice. That's why I try to be silent in kind of karaoke events. Um, that's all. Thank you. And I noticed, and it seems to me that 
The emotions are a very important perspective and part of your life, of the way you experience the world, maybe the stories and the books and everything. How can you combine both parts of your personality? Because usually people who have very, very sensitive perspectives and attitudes towards emotions, they often are distracted. They're not so disciplined because discipline means often a lot of pain and boredom and people who like emotions get bored easily. So how do you combine both? How do you keep yourself both on track towards your goals as well as enjoy the varied emotions of life? I'm like 100% agree that people who are emotional, they have a like uh, life which is not the same as others. So being a sensitive, um, this is didn't affect me too much because my family understands me, like they support me all of the times. Uh, I'm for uh, happy for that and feel grateful for that. Uh, but going to the society, and not be treated as the same way in your family, that hits a little bit different. So this is the love you should adopt on that team, on that group. So to make a friend, like being emotion and being focused on your dreams is not really easy. Uh, maybe for someone who can control it, uh, who can manage it, but it could be uh, like easy, but not for everyone. So I'm the type who can control emotions, um, but sometimes it's really hard, especially uh, during the like final exams when I feel really stressed uh, because uh, like to have a good grades, uh, you need to like hard work, you spend more time and at the end, if you don't get the same result as you wanted as an emotional person that distracts you. Uh, and sometimes, uh, when it comes to education, I just try to switch off my emotions uh, because being emotional in education is not appropriate. That's going to hurt you more. That's going to bring you to depression. This is my personal thoughts, but I think most of people are going to be agree with me if they experience that. And like in a society, um, this is really important to control your emotions because not everyone is ready to accept you as you are. They are not your family members. They are not your mom who has unconditional love to you. They are not your siblings who support you in, in any condition. So, yeah, I think this is controllable, but it's hard to. But this is the, what human being is. So you need to take control. You need to adopt. And to just to make a friend, sometimes you need to just uh, adapt to their a social group, let's say, and to learn most of from them, to teach them for something. So emotions are emotions are good if they are controlled. Sometimes you don't need to be that angry. Sometimes you shouldn't cry uh, because some people think that crying is the weakness, but this is not. Crying is not weakness. Crying could be the strangest also. In society, it's really important to behave, to be sometimes disciplined, especially in uh, countries like mine, where the people uh, with, uh, like, who are nurtured well, who are well-bred, is really uh, welcomed. 
about controlling emotions, unfortunately, I don't have any uh, life hacks or kind of tricks. So this is a thing that comes from the uh, person. Uh, this is the thing you understand on your own. So if you understand that, you're going to work on it. And I think uh, I could uh, just overcome this problem. Uh, just I could balance the emotions and other things. I reached this balance and now I'm so happy. And I think that other people can do the same and feel as the way they want it. Thank you. That's absolutely really, really wise, your perspective. And I see the effect of the books and the culture on you. But you mentioned something which shows the importance of family, of those people you know and love for years. As a girl who is planning to go study abroad, and as an introvert, how do you think you can adapt to a new place, new culture, away from everyone you know, and being in a situation where you need to make new friends from zero, from scratch? What is your thought about this? Because it's something that probably you have been planning and thinking about. If one day uh, I will enroll to that university, I want to study master's degrees, inshallah, I think there will be no problem to make a friends for me. Just I easily make friends because uh, I know how to speak with people. Uh, I always smile when I'm speaking with them. So, but living far from uh, my family is uh, even... When I imagine that, that uh, seems really kind of weird for me because they were always with me. We were always together and I have never been far from them. And I think if I have a chance to study master's degrees abroad, I will take my family with myself uh, if I have a chance. But, you know, sometimes uh, we need to be independent too. So independent, independent is not only being like financially independent, it's being uh, independent in all cases. And I know lots of uh, friends or people who I know, they live abroad. My uncle, for example, who lives in the US, uh, he went there uh, for studying too many years ago. Now he has a family. So he told us that that was really difficult uh, to be far from the family and the uh, other my friends who study abroad, they experience the same. Uh, it's not easy to just leave your family and to go to other country for studying or with other business. And I think I, I will deal with that as I have dealt with other problems in my life. But anyway, I will miss my family. Uh, I will miss my friends here in Uzbekistan. But it doesn't mean to stop. You need to have another a social group. To social, you need to socialize with other people. That's why it's better to be extrovert in this case. You cannot survive alone abroad. I mean, like uh, emotionally surviving. I took some advices. Of, I took a lot of advice from my family, like from my granddad mostly, uh, from my mom. So with my mom, we have kind of. A sister, uh, sister and sister relationship more than a mother and uh, daughter. Uh, she gives me a lot of advices, and the advice given by your parents they are so valuable, like for person, uh, for person, for developing your personality. I think without their advices, I couldn't achieve the place where I am now. Yes, I'm just a student, but it's not that. It was not that easy. 
I mentioned before, just living far from my family gonna be the biggest problem and the, like the biggest thing uh, which distracts me, which I can have, uh, I can uh, face when I go study abroad. I really understand your situation, and it's funny you want to take all your family with you when you go study abroad. That's a really kind and positive point. And since you listen to a lot of advice from grandparents, those who are wise, and therefore you know the value of advice, I will ask you for advice to many girls your age all over the world who maybe feel shy, they don't feel very confident, they don't follow their goals because they think, oh, if I fail, people will make fun of me, I will feel disappointed. Or they see on social media people who are very successful and they give up. They think, wow, I can never be like this. So let me stop dreaming. What is your advice for other women and girls that you think will increase their confidence in life and their ability to go for very big goals without feeling limited? Oh, <laughs> I have never given this kind of advice. Uh, but what can I tell is, um, as a girl who lives in a country where uh, people appreciate traditions, uh, where people have kind of warm relationship with each other, what can I say is that just don't be afraid to move on. Failing is not that bad. Failing is kind of experience. So why don't you need to have experience? Even on your CV, you need to just show your experience, your work experience. Just if you have failed, mention it like the experience on your CV. So they are really uh, bad uh, to like, if you have failed something, it's really bad, I know. But anyway, this is experience. It's not, don't just move the word failing to the experience and it could somehow help you in the future, I hope. So if you just follow kind of social media celebrities or successful people, uh, if you think that you couldn't reach that level, what they have currently, don't think so. They all, they have started something. So they try, they hard work it on their dreams uh, to achieve their dreams. They had their perspectives. So they were persistent. And this is what they have achieved right now. They had the same path as yours. You have the same path, they have the same. You just uh, should go on and reach the, like, to reach the destination what you want. If you think that you can't be like them, just uh, know one thing. You shouldn't be like them. You are the unique. You are the girl. We have the power, girl's power. So you are the girl who has dreams. So you are the girl who has lots of goals. Maybe it could be studying. It could be other thing also. Don't never don't forget your goals. Don't forget why have you that dream? Why you dreamed? I think just uh, to give two questions like what why I have started this or why I've dreamed about that. These two kinds of questions gonna help you more in your life. Don't forget your dreams, don't forget your goals, and just move on with hard working. And I'm sure that girls who are listening to me, they have the same problems with, uh, like mine. Uh, they could have the same, like, fails in their life. Like, uh, we are the human, we can make a mistake. This is okay. This is experience, as I have mentioned before. Don't blame yourself too much because not, because of not being successful. Just keep hard working and success comes on its own. 
this note that uh, we, as a human, we can make mistakes. We should make mistakes. And our mistakes are considered as an experience. More experience, more achievement. More achievement is successful. You're going to be successful. This is all what I can say as a being just a student. Um, that was uh, really worth, this question was really worth for me because uh, I have never advised any people before uh, in this kind of uh, context. And by the way, thank you for asking this question. And I have an experience how to answer this question. And if I fail it to answer this question, this is going to be experience too. That was so interesting. Thank you, Soro, for this episode, for sharing your voice, for sharing your thoughts. It's my honor and privilege to have you here. I wish you success. I wish you constant contact with your family no matter where you are and i wish you to experience your dream of studying abroad and representing the culture of your country and most importantly i wish you music every day oh thank you to you too for uh inviting me uh for giving me a chance to be a part of this project thank you for creating this project actually to just share the voices of women girls together them to show them what they are able to do for inspiring and of course uh, for motivating us to move on thank you very much mr aziz i'm so happy to be a part of your project that was the greatest experience i have ever had mm -hmm.